Hi everyone, and welcome to Raspberry Rock ASMR with me, Alicia. How well do you know yourself? With each new year, we may tell ourselves that we are going to improve our health or learn to be more mindful or less judgmental. If we really know ourselves, wouldn't we already be a healthy, mindful person? I often wonder about myself and what prevents me from truly going inward and connecting with me. As I think about this last sentence, I sort of cringe. Maybe it's not something I entirely want to face, almost resembling a difficult conversation. But am I not supposed to know myself best? As you can see, I have a lot of questions, and that is why my journey of cultivating well-being will never end. I don't know about you, but being with the difficult aspects of me just makes me want to run away from me. This totally defeats the purpose of my journey. A friend and I were talking about being the perfect person. In my friend's eyes, the perfect person would be slim, pretty, financially comfortable, and be in a relationship. I disagreed with my friend. First off, society greatly informs us of what the ideal person should be. And secondly, what is it to say that the perfect person isn't crumbling on the inside because they are unhappy with their life? You know that saying, keeping up with appearances? It sounds exhausting. I overheard a conversation with a group of people discussing the appropriate attire to wear when you go out to shop. Some people wear pajama bottoms and receive scornful looks. But is there anything wrong with this type of dress? Who deems it unacceptable? The argument was that if you are comfortable and fully clothed, then why couldn't you wear pajama bottoms to the store? Unpleasant for some and pleasant for others. Maybe for those people that wear pajama bottoms, they are in tune with themselves. They are being the person they want to be, not what someone else wants them to be. How do you get to that sense of enlightenment within yourself in which you really know you? Do you need to climb a mountain, join a particular kind of group, or be comfortable enough to talk with the difficult? There doesn't seem to be any one right answer but rather a multitude of offerings available to us based on our personal preferences. What steps are you willing to take to cultivate a sense of lifelong well-being? Just like no one is perfect, the practice of well-being encourages us to be better, but not necessarily completely fix the unease. For example, the practice of mindfulness does not aim for perfection, but rather better lets us cope and face those feelings, sensations, and emotions that emerge out of various techniques. Getting to know you should be taken in small steps to avoid feeling overwhelmed, which can potentially lead to more unease and imbalance. I'm reminded of a conversation I had last week about Spain's Camino de Santiago a pilgrimage walk that treks over the plains and hills of particular areas of Spain. National Geographic describes it as a network of trails that pilgrims have traversed for more than a thousand years. 
The route is speckled with religious and historic sites that depict centuries of European architecture. Walking routes can be as short as two days to as long as 35 days, possibly even more. For some who seek out this walk, it is a spiritual journey. A colleague of mine was sharing their experience. The people that were met along the way, the various countries they came from, the friendships that were formed, the different reasons each person had for making the trip. My colleague met two people on the trail who only had two weeks vacation a year. Determined to cover all 500 miles, each year they would come back to the trail and pick up where they left off. Small steps, rather than being overwhelmed. From all that I heard from my colleague, it sounded deeply personal. It seemed like an open willingness to let go of daily routines and your creature comforts. My colleague carried a bag of contents with a total weight of 11 pounds. They got blisters on their feet, they stayed in hostels, and has since been back three times. They had gone with another companion one year and realized it wasn't the same feeling or experience as he was concerned about the other person feeling exhausted, irritated with the long hikes each day, and they even forgoed staying in hostels as their companion preferred hotels. Those times that were traveled solo were times to learn a great deal about themselves. The Camino walk certainly intrigues me and is an adventure I would love to undertake by myself. Yet, I'm hesitant. Am I ready to learn about me for an extended period of time? Truth be told, will I ever be ready? Take small steps rather than being overwhelmed. Getting to know you isn't simply looking in the mirror and seeing your image. There have been times when I've looked in the mirror and wondered, who is this person staring back at me? As the days, years, and decades have passed by, there have been so many life occurrences. School, university, jobs, births, deaths, ups and downs. It is so easy to live life but not recognize the person I have become. Major events in life can shape you into the person you are today. I think part of this getting to know you is to create a safe enough space in which you can look back at those pivotal stages of life purely as an observer and reflect on what has changed from then to now. How do you think it has affected you in where you are today? How have these occurrences shaped you? A lot of those provoking questions that I don't necessarily want to ask myself. Getting to know myself through a bit of mindfulness seems more approachable to me than swirling around in past events that can potentially stir up latent trauma. So what if instead of revisiting those old haunts of the past, we turn our minds to doing a bit of inner work on ourselves that serves to help us meet ourselves and see ourselves for who we truly are? We have it within ourselves to go on a journey of exploring us, our habits, our thought processes, our conscious. So all of these areas don't unconsciously railroad our life and relationships with those around us. 
This is a lot to digest, even for me. Aristotle said, quote, Knowing yourself is the beginning of all wisdom. End quote. Mindfulness is a tool that can enable us to deeply connect with our inner selves, giving us the much-needed space and time to gain a more true sense of us. If we are willing to take a deep dive with the support of mindfulness techniques, then the chitter-chatter of our ego that has informed us up until this point in our life can take a hike so that we can be more present in our life and truly live. So how do we get to know ourselves? Consider these tools as a way to get to know you. Our minds are like a zipline of thoughts, passing through our heads at a fast and furious pace. Stop. Breathe. Step back. Not literally, but imagine yourself inside your head watching these thoughts whiz by. Be the observer. Notice what you notice. Sensations. Reactions. Feelings. Now, let them go. Remember, you are the observer. There is no need to get caught up in it. As I have become more accustomed to practicing this exercise, I can name feelings. I can call my ego out and stop it in its tracks, minimizing its power, its self-talk habits, and the spiderweb of drama it likes to weave, making me feel less than. I choose not to react, but observe, name what it is arising within me, and breathe. During my winter break at the cabin, we built a huge snowman. I haven't done that for years. It was an awesome feeling that took me back to my childhood. My teenage years were a bit topsy-turvy, and while I would like to burrow it deeply in a cave somewhere, I don't know that I can consciously let go of it without knowing it, knowing me. There are a few instances when I recall some cringe-worthy moments and ask myself, what were you thinking? Those habits and behaviors are not my values or beliefs. At the same time, my younger self was courageous, a protector, an advocate. I found my voice when I thought all was lost. My younger self showed me wisdom, grace, and compassion. A blogger suggests to seek out a photo from your childhood and ask that child or youth what wisdom they have to show you. The past can be a source of wisdom through getting to know the younger self. Do I need to say any more about the ego? Well, okay, maybe just a bit more. You know how a joint in your body can catch or get stuck? The ego can at times, probably most times, behave this way. I know over the years I've been bombarded with information, and not a lot of it factual, but rather perceived beliefs. This conditioning of the mind is constraining and serves no purpose other than to jump to judgments all too quickly. Unravel those blind spots by checking your assumptions, realizing how and why you get stuck. Don't shame or blame yourself. Do be self-compassionate and patient. It took how many years for us to get this way? Be honest. Be authentic. Be ready for truths. Getting to know yourself 
should be liberating. Let it be a newfound adventure that honors your spirit. Wishing you a wonderful rest of the week, my friends. Thank you.